Titanic Talk with Nelson Aspen and Alexandra Boyd. Here we feature stories from the independent documentary Ship of Dreams Titanic Movie Diaries and everything else to do with the iconic ship. From James Cameron's epic groundbreaking movie to the history and legacy of Titanic herself. Join us and our special guests as we continue the 25th anniversary celebrations of Titanic. This is your first class ticket to everything aboard the Ship of Dreams. My name is Nelson Aspen and you are joining part of our Titanic Talk. And today's Titanic Talk is taking us all across this great United States of America. My uh, my lovely co-host, Alexandra Boyd, is coming to you from somewhere in the, in the snowy wilderness <laughs> inside her car pulled over on the side of the road. And our special guests today will be coming to you from two parts of Southern California that have still managed to not be washed away by the current rains. And I am coming to you from New York City. My co-host Alexandra, I should point out, is not only an actress who appeared in James Cameron's Titanic film, she is the producer, director, and writer of the documentary Ship of Dreams, Titanic Movie Diaries, uh, which is a, a marvelous way to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Cameron's film and give us an excuse to talk about anything related to the White Star Line uh, and just uh, have a community chat. Uh, as we go through the process, feel free to put your comments and questions into uh, into the comments section below and that will give us fodder for future episodes and maybe even find some also uh, upcoming guests as well. Alexandra, uh, you were lucky enough to have a, a featured role as the first class woman who cocks an eyebrow, if you'll pardon the expression of Leonardo DiCaprio, but uh, a lot of actors, myself included, when we're starting out, we uh, did survival jobs doing extra work. I was an extra on lots of soap operas and it gave me a great education. You've talked a lot in the documentary about working on Titanic with James Cameron was kind of your film school. Uh, is background acting and extra work, I think I think it was a great way to learn the business. Is that a, is that a, a good thing as opposed, in addition to also making money while you're working on it? I absolutely. And in fact, in my early days, when I was um, at uh, theatre school, I was a dancer when I first started. And in my summer holidays, I would do they'd, they'd be shooting a BBC drama. And there was always they wanted local people to participate as background actors. And it was a really nice way to make some money. I did not work on a production as huge as Titanic. And I think when we talk a bit to Judy and Ellen, I don't know if they quite expected when they signed up that they they would be involved in such an epic an epic film and for them an epic experience because it was unlike no other and you and I were talking um last time about if you if you really pay attention and if you you know the the main story so well you can take your eye off the main characters and start looking around the frame and around the scene and you will see Judy and Ellen and and myself as well you know if you know where to look or if you just play the game <laughs> of like right this this go through I'm gonna look for for Judy and the third class dance scene or whatever it's a it's a really great game and I know when when uh, James Cameron was looking for for the uh, the 
the supporting roles that many of, of us played, he wanted to repeat people. He wanted to create this city that was on the ship so that again as the main characters were going through you would see recurring people who were in the dining room or in the third class you'd be on the third class deck and then you'd be on the in the in the dance scene and then you'd be clinging to the poop deck as your life was slipping away from you he wanted those all to be the same people and and of course in the end you know so many of us and what we did just never made it to the final film but that was his intention was not just to randomly people his film he and that was why i think judy and ellen we'll we'll hear a little bit from them too judy and ellen became like this stalwart for jim and for simon crane the stunt coordinator that they were constantly called upon because the longer they were there the more skills they required and were required to to be part of this amazing film it wasn't just walking on the street or sitting in a coffee bar in the background it was it was real stuff so so let's get on and and find out from from them exactly what their experiences were because I was going to say, because subconsciously you become, in, in, as an audience, as a viewer, you become more invested in it. It's this little city, this neighborhood that you have be you have put yourself into, and you're like, there's that guy and that guy and that guy. And as Cecil B. DeMille, if you go back to the earliest days of film, he would have a cast of thousands, and there would be, you know, literally hundreds or thousands of extras storming the pyramids or whatever it was he set up. Nowadays, we rely so much on digital special effects. And although there are certainly digital people falling off the ship at the end of uh, of Titanic, uh, you can't, you can't, you couldn't have done that purely with CGI. So uh, launch us into uh, introducing us to our two guests today who were core background players uh, in James Cameron's Titanic. Well, and to me, they come as a pair. They're Judy Prestonincy and Ellen O'Brien. And they they just, you, I want them to talk about how they met and how they got to be, and 25 years later, still friends. Judy and Ellen, welcome to Titanic Talk. Thank you so much. Uh, just, um, Ellen, just tell us a little bit about your first day, not on set, but the, the day you all showed up to to see if you were going to be chosen for this for this special job. Well, that was a rather fun one. I think um, the first, well, we both drove up from, or down from San Diego and uh, uh, parked at a, what was the name of the place that we parked? What was this taco place that we parked? <laughs> Senor Frogs. That's right. <laughs> Which was quite appropriate if you really think about it. All right, uh, I was working at home doing some illustrations um, uh, and I happened to hear an ad on TV about um, a film being made and, and a casting call. And I thought, oh, well, this should be fun. I did uh, uh, maxillofacial prosthetic work for a while and I, wanted, I was interested in um, behind the scenes type of... Um, uh, you know, special effects makeup type thing at the at the time. I had no idea this was going to be what it turned out to be. And I'm so glad that I actually went in and um, did this uh, interview at the beginning of the deal. Uh, how, how long were you there? From, like, from that day till the day you wrapped and were all sent home, how, how, what was that time like? I think it was about six and a half months or more. Yeah. Oh. 
just uh, just shy of seven months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you had to make yourselves available for that. I mean, did you have other jobs or was there where you sort of in that situation? Well, like, like I've committed myself, but it was in it was in it wasn't a defined amount of time. It could have gone on for another two months or or there was a month when you weren't needed because it was all, you know, principle. How did you how did you balance the, the way you were needed for for the film? Well, for me, it was in between jobs, Judy. I, I uh, it was because, well, went back to where I heard about it. My son was working at Cal Poly and he called me up one night and told me that they were making Titanic again. So I listened to the news and yeah, I think it was like it, one evening, I same thing with Ellen. Uh, heard the announcement so I thought I'd go down I thought it'd be fun because I'd always had an interest and um, so we both went down and that was before GPS and everything else and they told so had you, you known each other prior to this or did you not meet, at oh, all so you met not the job and, and it was because and how did our... you come together were you in the pool together jumping off the board no it was because no. of our cars I drove yeah. a 62 Alfa Romeo and Judy I had a 62 Chevy SS <laughs> so we drove, your the, words, obviously. We, drove, we drove our classic cars down and that's how we started talking and <laughs> for the when we first got down there the, the very first thing they wanted to know who had long hair Ellen and I both had long hair so they yeah. lined us up and then they wanted to know who could swim and then that following what was it like maybe two or three days later um we went to have the swim test in mexico down at one of the uh sports centers swim and test. swim test what did you, have test. did you have to swim in all your clothes as well because you you didn't have i mean tell me about the swim <laughs> test Gosh, not, I, don't, I don't know we not did not the have test our itself. we had to bring our our swimsuits for that yeah. but um yeah and but then they took to... us up on this 30 foot high platform and wanted to know who could scream. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen told me I had a good outdoor voice. Yes, she does. <laughs> All those years when you were a kid and they said, use your indoor voice. Now it came <laughs> into play. <laughs> you know, I was raised on a ranch and that's how we communicated. So I, I could be very, very loud. We don't want to give too much away from the documentary because I know you tell some amazing stories in in the documentary. But but just tell tell me, pick one of your most favorite moments um, during your experience. What when you look back or when you see the film again now, or maybe it didn't make it to the movie. To just tell talk about some of your favorite bits. Well, I always remember the poop deck scenes that we shot because they were they were fun, they were exciting, and they were also scary at times, especially when we were in um, a wind a, a windstorm. Uh, that that was the most uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you were you were tied to the deck. You weren't going anywhere, but that was part of the problem. But again, we don't want to give too much away. Yes, yeah. so that, yeah. that was your most fun was hanging on a on a ninety degree angle on a on a vertical poop deck. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't always at 90 degrees. We always, uh, it, you know, they started off and then um, we were only probably at the 90 degrees just a few times. So we were more yeah. up and down 
on the poop deck. Mm -hmm. um, and it was all shot at night, of course. And it was in the dead of winter because all the nights were longer. And um, gosh, there were just so many uh, that Ellen and I had to like beg, borrow and steal to get on that poop deck scene. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. There were there were lots of volunteers. Is that what you're saying? Oh, this, yeah. Well, there's like, two different poop deck scenes that we're talking about too, because the poop deck scene um at, at toward that you see at the end of uh, uh before just before the the boat was about to sink um that was one scene. The other one that um, um I was referring to about being tied to the um, uh, railings and stuff like that. That's the very first one, and and two completely different scenes. One was, uh, um, yeah, our ending and the other one was in between there. And, and I, yeah. I think you were talking about the, the middle one, yes, or the last Yeah, uh, we last were. I, I do remember Chris Anderson, the dancer, he had been uh, originally cast or hired to teach uh, the background, the the folk dancers that were going to be in the third class party scene. Were, were you both in that? I know Judy yeah, yeah. was. I've seen Judy. Did you have to learn... Did you have to, okay, so you, you were swimming, you were jumping off 30 foot uh, uh, diving boards, you were being carabinered to vertical poop decks, two of them, and you had to learn to dance. Well, I had, at that time I had the baby in my hands the oh, whole time. Oh, you didn't yeah. have to dance, you had a baby. I, di I didn't really dance a whole lot with the, my baby. You played the baby card, you played the baby <laughs> <Yes>. card. <laughs> And if and, you know the film, and we, and where's that baby film. now? That yeah. baby's twenty-five years old now. <laughs> <laughs> Looks the same as she did, or he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, L.A. Yeah, yeah. We mummified it. Exactly. Yeah. If you know the film, you know exactly the moment we're talking about. So that's, that's a fun. Judy, did yeah. you have to? You had to learn some dances. Well, the, Chris didn't really. They they picked a few people. It was more the prime the. I don't know who they, I guess it was their dance crew. So, mm -hmm. but we just kind of like, when they finally had, had us going, mm -hmm. we just kind of went and wormed our way around the set. We didn't really have to learn Wormed away, wormed your way around the set. I like <laughs> and that. And there was a well, sort of I, I line as well at one point. Being an extra <laughs> on a soap opera, you had to be aggressive. You had to, yeah. you know, they need somebody to cross the room at a certain point. You don't you don't be shy and demure. You cross that room. If you want to be on camera, you go, yeah. go, baby, go. So yeah. the two of you obviously make a great case for why it's a great job to be a, a background <laughs> player. I want to know if you did more background work after Titanic. If so, what what films or TV shows were they? And can anything <laughs> compare? Because you'd have come highly qualified. You had a pretty good resume. Look, look. Pick me. I, I don't think anything could compare to it. Absolutely. That's true. I mean, yeah. Bill, Billy Zane, I met Billy Zane one night and because we got to eat at the uh, grown up tent. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, and I asked him if he would sign my journal and he and he said, sure. And so when I brought it to him, he says, is this your first time on a on a big set? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you're cutting your teeth on a good one. And <laughs> I had been on I had been on Renegade a couple of times, but we just kind of sat there. And uh, anyway, so after after Titanic, um, I really didn't do a whole lot because of things. And uh, um, 
back in 2003, that's when Ed Marsh called and said, you want to do Titanic again? Oh, that's <laughs> right. You did, you did Ghosts of the Abyss. They wanted to know if I had kept a list of people, and I had the whole sheet. Of so course you I did. Had, I had certain people, like Ellen, to <laughs> to call, and so we went back down and did Ghosts of the Abyss for seven days, seven or eight days. Uh, yeah. We were down in Rosarita again. Sorry, I want you to tell us about your book because I, uh, uh, Ship of Dreams, Titanic movie diaries is excerpts from from diaries that we wrote. But I didn't know that independently you had kept a journal and you published it. Tell me a little bit about your book and and where people can find it and read it in its entirety. It's it's on Amazon. And I kept a, a daily journal when I was on the set. And I, when I could, I would carry it with me. And it was about, oh, about this big. And I carried it with me. And I had as many actors and background people and crew sign it as I, as I possibly could. And so I've got all their signatures. And Cameron called me as Bloody Dead Chick because he put blood on my face for one of the scenes. And so I kept it and I didn't know how to do anything after Titanic. I, my son wanted me to get a computer. I said, I don't need a computer. I have a, I have a self-correcting typewriter. <laughs> so I did get a computer. And then, so I, I typed everything out and, and as I went through my journal, I could enhance on things that I had that it would cue me to remember. So actually from start to finish, it took me about 12 years to get it uh, done. And I went to several uh, publishers. I even had Don Lynch and Ken Marshall uh, try to introduce me. And uh, they said, well, there's just not enough interest in Titanic. There's too many Titanic books uh, out. So I had to self-publish. Wrong! wrong. So, well, what you, what you haven't said, Judy, because you are too modest, is you haven't said the title of the book. It's Living <laughs> the Legend, the Journal of a Titanic Background. Actress. Yes. Got it on my, my my wish list here okay. on my laptop. And as I was looking at Kindle edition. You can get the Kindle yeah. edition. You can get it printed. So yeah, yeah, Living the Legend, the Journal of a Titanic Background Actress. So that that's marvelous. And I, I think Ken, as I, much as I respect and adore Ken and uh, Mr. Lynch, uh, I think they, you know, they just want to keep that book market for themselves. No, so I'm glad no, they, they wrote, ahead. they wrote the, uh, if you look on the back of the book, they both wrote their reviews on the back of the book for me. And they wonderful? really tried, they were surprised, you know, it was just, I guess the publishing world, but I spent like a thousand dollars to self publish it. And I must say that it took me, from when I published it, uh, 2012 to now, I have finally, last year, I finally broke even. <laughs> there you go. And Living the Legend is a much better title than Bloody Dead Chick, which was probably <laughs> the working title. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was, that, to me, that, that was the most fun doing, being able to be with Cameron right up front i there was one scene where uh kate and i are together and we were actually wrestling and they they kind of cut it where i'm i look like i'm getting pushed back after the ship sinks and we come to the surface we actually had to hold each other 
and they they cut that and made it look like I was pushing away from her at where she actually pushed me away at, but you don't see that little that little you know what five ten seconds of that it is amazing isn't it when you watch something that you've spent so much time doing and, yeah. and on the day it was so intense and it, you know hard just difficult difficult stuff and then it gets reduced down to seconds, <laughs> yeah. seconds. but those and, seconds and- are the things that the titaniacs remember we all know it we've all we we can pin you say Judy, all you had to do was say that and we all have it right locked in our in our brains uh ellen have you seen the new uh, theatrical release version yet have you been back to the cinemas to see the anniversary edition <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, did you guys did you guys go together? We yes. did. We did go together, and we ended up going to one that has these uh, four, the four whatever. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we thought, oh, geez, what are you going to do? And we sat down in these seats, and we looked at the little buttons, and one of the first buttons we saw is uh, water, and it's like, okay, we're going to turn that <laughs> one off. <laughs> After all, that's what what Titanic's all about is the water. I mean, it was cold. So. I bet the people around you must have been like, "Hey, ladies, can you keep it down?" Were, I mean, were, weren't you just like talking to the screen? Oh, sure, we were. I've done that. I've watched, I've watched it on TV with a friend and driven them crazy, going, "Oh, oh, oh, that's the bit where you know," and you can't help it; just triggers. All yeah. these memories it and does. all these moments. It's just, and I, I'm kind of sad in a way because I don't think I've ever really seen the movie for the movie itself. I've seen it for the movie and for what we were doing while we were there in the scenes yeah. there. So, for you, it's and, a home movie. I mean, to, it, this yeah. is this is the equivalent <laughs> of like your your home movie, and and that's yeah. what's remarkable to me too. Uh, Alexandra was telling me about um, you know, like you you ladies mm-hmm. wrote your diaries on the set. The the lady that played Ida Strauss had had written a diary, but she's no longer with us. And but but we'll always have that that moment uh, of her of her work in the film, just like we have home yeah. movies of loved ones, and that that's a way, that's a way to remember people. Uh, and well, Judy, you spoke so t- so movingly uh, in the documentary about that. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but uh, in the Ship of Dreams documentary, uh, Judy, you uh, you 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 gave us all goosebumps when when you spoke about uh, the memories that the movie brings back for you as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a and, and what a wonderful thing to have uh, for all of us, but especially for you. And it's just uh, you know the 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 love and the affection for what is essentially a hugely tragic story is is extraordinary. And it's what you know I try to explore in the film. I think you'll see, and um, and it still keeps coming back to the ship itself and how its epic story draws us all in you you can't help but be but be connected to it and drawn in by it in in yeah. some in some way there well, were nine know, the, oh, go ahead el i was gonna say they're talking about the movie seeing the movie and stuff like that well judy and i went with a whole bunch of uh, san diego extras to the <laughs> opening <laughs> the opening day um here in san diego and um it got to the point where and of course a lot of other people came to see it because this was the first day of this showing you know here in San Diego and uh, I came to my scene where I was floating by 
bed with my baby in my, yes like this and everybody that was on the set with us started applauding and cheering <laughs> I felt so bad about about the poor people who actually came to experience the movie <laughs> I had no movie idea what like there's Dan Allen and her ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the sequel to Bloody Dead Chick. We could do this all day. I mean, there's so much to talk about. And there's so many things that you guys just really don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's that's for the best. Did don't you do you like get bits of the set that you dumpster dive and get bits I, from the props and yeah, panels um, and things? I actually have a, a a banister from the staircase that I restored. And and uh, when we had our reunion uh, for uh, Ghost of the Abyss five years afterwards, I took that to Jim's place and we actually discussed uh, how I did it and, and everything, which was a whole lot of fun. Because they just crashed uh, everything. They didn't think that oh, yeah. a movie set, they, they didn't think that people would actually want it or keep it or caress it and and be part of it it's it's amazing oh my gosh we could do this all day but, but that's the whole reason we have titanic talk so uh we will we will continue the discussion in future podcasts we will watch ship of dreams titanic movie diaries and hear some of the juiciest stories from judy and ellen we will get living the legend the journal of a titanic background actress, actress written by judy uh get that on amazon alexandra boyd director, producer, writer, star of Ship of Dreams, Titanic Movie Diaries. Thank you so much. Please encourage everyone not only to uh, to enjoy this podcast, but put in comments and questions and ideas and suggestions for future podcasts of Titanic Talk. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. And if you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, hit the subscribe button. For information on where you can see Ship of Dreams, Titanic Movie Diaries, go to shipofdreamsfilm.com. Titanic Talk is a production of Ship of Dreams Film Limited.